My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast, where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept, and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Making a Millionaire podcast. I am your host, Ben Lafort. Today, we are going to be talking about emergency funds, the dreaded topic, um, one of the kind of basic foundations of personal finance, but one that doesn't really excite people. Um, I know when I talk about emergency funds, it can sound like a bit of a bore. Uh, there, there isn't really anything sexy or exciting about the idea of grabbing a bunch of cash, sticking it in a bank account that's gonna earn less than 1%, and then leaving it there, no matter what. That's uh, pretty unappealing for a lot of people, especially, basically, no matter where you are in your journey, the idea of just sitting on uh, a bunch of cash is not fun. If you're heavily in debt, the idea of putting money in a bank account, earning next to nothing rather than paying off your debt um, is frustrating. I've been there, I've lived that. When I was $50,000 in debt, I probably didn't have as much in an emergency fund as I should have, but I, at that time, was keeping my living expenses so low that I didn't need a massive emergency fund. I did have enough to cover a few months of, in cash if I needed it, but my expenses at that time, post uh, graduate school, you know, my rent was three hundred dollars a month. You know, I don't need a, uh, uh, you know, fifty thousand dollar emergency fund uh, if my rent's only three hundred dollars a month. Uh, so the idea, though, <clears throat> I, I get that it's frustrating to put that money aside when you're in debt. It's also a little frustrating, although I have a little less sympathy for folks who are in a great financial position right now, and they just want to invest every penny they possibly can. I can relate to that. That's kind of where I am now. Um, but we're going to talk in this episode briefly. Here's the three things we're going to talk about. Um, why, you know, why an emergency fund is important, even if you're in debt. Why an emergency fund is important, even if what you want to be doing is focusing on investing and some general principles of how you go about saving for an emergency fund. So let's start with with the debt piece, right? Because here's here's the analogy I always use. Um, your goal is not to pay off your debt as quickly as possible. It may feel like that's what you want to do, and, and that's such a powerful emotional trigger is to want to pay that debt off as quickly as possible and make that essentially your only goal is is paying off that debt ASAP. But that's not the goal. That shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be paying off your debt and staying out of debt for the rest of your life. And that's where an emergency fund can help. So think of it this way. You've been, let's say you've, were like me, you had $50,000 in debt in your mid-20s and you've spent the last year and a half really chipping away at that debt. You've made sacrifices um, to your lifestyle so that you could throw extra money at the debt. Uh, Maybe you're watching your friends and and colleagues go on vacations that you're not going on, uh, going out to nice dinners that you are not doing, um, and you're sacrificing all this so that you can pay the debt off as quickly as possible. And you're not keeping any cash aside or, or very little, right? You're literally just taking every penny you get as soon as you get it and throwing it against your debt. 
Now you're gonna be chipping away at that debt pretty quickly. But then what if a financial emergency happens? What if um, your car breaks down and you need three to $5,000 to repair it and you have $800 in the checking account and you need your car for work, uh, as I did uh, when I was paying off my debt. I had a, a, a car, a cheap crappy car, subject for another day, uh, that was required for work because I, I did a, a lot of work travel um, and no company car. So I needed my car. Um, what happens if that breaks down and you don't have enough money to pay for the repairs? What are you gonna do? You need the car to keep earning income. So you would have be forced to take on more debt to cover that financial cost. And that can be devastating from a psychological perspective. Remember, you've just spent the last 18 months or, or however long making sacrifices, watching other people live a life that you are not in an effort to pay off this debt. And now in the blink of an eye, the kind of the rug's been pulled out from underneath you and it feels like you're you're back to square one. And quite possibly maybe you are back to, to square one. That is um, the reason why you need some emergency fund in place when, when you're paying off debt. And it's kind of why, uh, at least, from my perspective, I prioritize getting at least a few months worth of expenses in cash aside before I went just buck wild on paying off my debt, which I eventually did. So that's why, you know, because you never know when life is going to punch you in the face. That's why you want to at least have some small emergency fund in place before you go crazy on your debt. Now let's talk about, maybe let's, let's angle this a different way. If you're in a good position where all your debt's paid off and your number one financial priority right now is building wealth, let's make an emergency fund exciting. And let's frame the emergency fund in, in a way that, um, here's how I look at it. My emergency fund allows me to be the perfect investor. And what do I define as the perfect investor? Somebody who buys a broadly diversified portfolio of low cost index funds and holds on to those funds until retirement. Meaning I am not uh, trading these funds, I'm not buying and selling, I'm not trying to time the market. I'm simply diversifying, investing as much as I can and holding on to those investments for as long as I possibly can to allow the benefits of compound interest to accrue over the years. Now there's two ways that investors shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, really it all comes down to, to one way. If you're investing in index funds, there's really only one way um, to lose money investing in the stock market. And that is to sell at the bottom of the market. So to sell your investments after a market crash. And there's two ways that can happen. Uh, you can choose to sell at the worst possible time by timing the market or making an emotional decision. A lot of people get scared when the market crashes and, and they sell at the bottom and they lose money. Other people try to time the market and think, oh, the market's about to crash and, and they sell um, and then the market just keeps on plowing forward and, and they're losing out on money there. The people who do the best are the ones who buy and hold for decades and never try market timing and never make emotional decisions. So there's there's the one way is is making a decision to sell at a bad time. The other way you can lose money in the stock market is if you're forced 
if you're forced to sell at the worst possible time. So imagine this scenario. You have no debt. Um, you've been working uh, your job for a number of years. You feel like you have good job security. So you don't feel like perhaps you need an emergency fund. And you've been investing pretty aggressively. Um, your portfolio is doing pretty well. And then out of nowhere, the stock market crashes. And what happens when the stock market crashes? It doesn't crash on its own for no good reason. Um, usually, if, if there's a major decline in the stock market, we're talking about 40 or 50% decline in the stock market, um, that's typically triggered by something that's happening in the economy because investors are responding to new information about what's happening in the economy. If things are looking quite grim in, um, in the economy, then the market will um, react to that. And that's kind of can be an event that triggers um, you know, a recession and, and whatever triggered a recession can also trigger a stock market crash. What I'm trying to say is that the market, there's a high correlation between the time when the market crashes and the time where you're most likely to lose your job. Both of those events are likely to happen during a recession. During a recession, uh, that's when people, most people are most likely to lose their jobs because companies are less profitable. And if companies are less profitable, that's when the market declines. So you could find a situation where your investment portfolio is declining significantly at the same time where you've lost your job. And that means and um, if you don't have any cash in an emergency fund to fall back on and give the market time to recover and give yourself time to get a new job, what are you going to do? You could either take on more debt, again, like the other scenario, or uh, you would have be forced to sell your investments at the worst possible time, right after a market crash. So by having an emergency fund in place that will at least cover a few months worth of expenses, you minimize the possibility that you're forced to market time, that you're, you, know, you can financially plan your way out of having to sell at the worst possible time. All right, so let's talk about um, how do we build an emergency fund. If you want this super simple explanation, here's what most financial professionals would tell you, is to save three to six months worth of your uh, total living expenses in cash. So if you go back and you tally up all the money you spend uh, over the past uh, per month, um, so say you're, you, you go back and you look at all your records and you find out, okay, I'm spending you know, $3,500 a month and you wanted a, uh, a three-month emergency fund, that's going to work out to be about $13,500. Boom, done. If you want a super simple way, that's kind of what most financial professionals would advise. I, I can kind of dive in a little deeper, and I'll, I'll just take you behind the scenes of how I um, build my emergency fund. Is I, want, I start with asking myself, what expenses should my emergency fund cover? Um, and the way I look at it is, is I look at an emergency fund as a way to guarantee I have enough money to cover all of my essential spendings. Uh, so I'm talking about housing, transportation, food, cell phones, uh, minimum payments on your debt, medical bills, uh, childcare related expenses, basically any expense that I absolutely can't live without. I focus on my, on my um, essential expenses in my emergency fund because Think of it this way, if I'm experiencing a real financial emergency, 
and I've lived through real financial emergencies in my life, and perhaps you have too. If you have, you know you can relate to what I'm about to say. If you are experiencing a true financial emergency, you are probably not going to be planning your trip to Jamaica. You're probably not going to be going out for dinner and spending $100 on dinner on Friday night. You're probably not going out to the movies. If you're experiencing a true financial emergency, there's going to be a lot of expenses or spending that you typically do that you probably won't do uh, during that financial emergency. Uh, so I don't plan on covering my travel expenses and my discretionary expenses in an emergency fund. If you want to, that's good. Just know that you're gonna have to save more. I, I look at my emergency fund as I want to ex extend the for the most amount of po uh, time possible my essential living expenses in case I lose my job uh, or there's some other kind of, of financial emergency. So by doing so, I, I have a smaller emergency fund than I would if I was going to cover just basic life, right? If I'm going to keep spending the same amount uh, on Starbucks, at restaurants, on travel, um, during a job loss or a financial emergency, when the, situ the reality is I'm likely not going to. Um, I've lived through financial emergencies and what I did at that time when, when I was really struggling financially, I just spent as little money as possible. Um, and, and that's kind of how I handle financial emergencies. If that doesn't make you comfortable, if you don't want to, uh, to do that, that's completely fine. Just know that you're gonna have to cover a little bit more in your emergency fund if, if you wanna cover, if, if you basically you don't wanna have to give up any type of, um, you know, you don't want to have to make any concessions to your lifestyle. You can do that through your emergency fund, but it's it's going to be big. Um, so at the end of the day, how would you build our emergency fund? So first step, yeah, you kind of decide how much, what expenses you want to have covered. That's step one. Step two, decide for how many months you want to have those expenses covered. And again, the typical advice is three to six months. Uh, if you're more conservative, you can go up to a year. Here's how I kind of think about uh, how long you want your emergency fund to last, for how many months you want it to cover. The less secure and more volatile your income is and your job security is, the bigger you want your emergency fund to be. Uh, like, put it this way, if you're a tenured professor, um, you know, 15, 20 years into your career, you have a lot more stability and a lot less chance that you're going to lose your job than a business owner who started up a new business, right? Where there's a high probability that business is going to fail compared to the professor with tenure. Um, there's a much lower probability they're going to need to, to fall back on that emergency fund. So the, the higher the probability um, of uh, you're going to need this emergency fund, the more urgency you should be putting on it. Absolutely. Um, so three to six months or more, this is a preference thing. You figure out again, it's up to you how, how long you want your emergency fund to last, what makes you comfortable. Um, so the first step, yep, is figuring out what expenses. Second step, figuring out how uh, long you want those uh, expenses to last you for, how long you want the emergency fund to cover those expenses. And then it's just a pretty simple math equation from there. So let's say, um, I'll do this math at the back of my head. Let's say I spend 2000 I wanted an emergency fund 
that will cover my basic living expenses. And let's say that's $2,000 per month. And I want that emergency fund to last me five months. So that tells me that I need a $10,000 emergency fund. That's pretty simple. Um, the next step though, if you wanna actually put a plan in place to save that much money, then you go next step forward and just say, make a goal of when do you want this emergency fund in place? So let's say now I, have, I know I need a $10,000 emergency fund. Let's say I have $0 currently saved in an emergency fund. And I want that emergency fund fully funded in 10 months from today. That makes it pretty simple that I need to save $1,000 a month for the next 10 months to build my $10,000 emergency fund. So the steps are pretty simple, is once you figure out how much you want in your emergency fund total, subtract how much you currently have in an emergency fund, and then divide that number by the number of months until you would like to have it fully funded. So obviously we'd like to have it fully funded right away, but that's not realistic if we're starting from scratch or if we don't have it already saved. If you don't have it already saved, then you're gonna to have to go through the process of actually saving it. And that means putting on a, a realistic goal, given your current uh, income and expenses of when you would want that emergency fund fully funded. So you figure out what expenses you want, you decide how many months worth of expenses or how many months you want your emergency fund to cover those expenses. That gives you your total emergency fund that you want saved. You, you back out any money you already have saved in an emergency fund and you divide that by the number of months you want uh, to have that emergency fund saved up. Pretty simple. So I've been babbling on for almost 20 minutes about emergency funds. Let's cut it there. I will say, I will include the link below. If you're in the financial mentor program, you already have access to my mini course on building an emergency fund and the Excel spreadsheet that will help you build your emergency fund savings plan. I'll put that in the show notes of this episode um, and you can go get it. Uh, so if you want you know, some, some help crunching the numbers on building an emergency fund, it's a great place to start. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for me today, guys. If you are loving the podcast, if you are getting value out of this, please share the link to the Financial Mentor Program with a friend. We want to keep growing this audience. Um, I'm really excited by the feedback and the uptake we've been getting uh, from the podcast thus far. You guys rock, and we will talk to you again next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.